yo, 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 your boy too, man. I'm feeling real good. I'm feeling blessed, highly favored, black and all that, man. What's going on, guys? What is up? What's good, what's good, what's good? Do not mind Calvin Famous Phyllis by the time being. He may be, he may be quiet for just a little bit. My nigga is out grocery shopping. <laughs> yeah. Good, without a mask on in the middle of Corona. Chill, right. chill out, chill out. Corona's not real. Not hey, wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was a joke. <laughs> your boy Tune is in the building. It is your girl, Sierra Danielle. And it's your boy, Famous Phillips. And I have been super excited to get to this show right here. I have, boy, y'all don't understand how much I missed y'all. First off, kudos to y'all last week. Let's go ahead and clap it up for the show last week, man. Clap it up, clap it up. You guys did an amazing job. Uh, It was a really good show. We talked about a lot of dope things. Um, It was just great. Uh, Real quick, because, you know, we're going to kind of not necessarily forget about everything that's going on because we can't but we are going to kind of divulge away from having the deeper conversations for this week just to kind of lighten it up a little bit but since we've last spoken what do you guys think about what's happening thus far a quick little insight to how y'all feeling what's y'all temperature about what's happening right now so i feel like there's a lot of positives happening, but there's also a lot of negatives. So all of the officers that were in, involved in the George Floyd, they were arrested and taken into custody. One of them has been released on bail. Um, they are, we're finding out a lot more information about Rihanna, Rihanna Taylor's case. And it's very, it's very infuriating. Um, a lot of statues of racist people are being torn down. The people are not playing. Like I saw a video of Columbus, Christopher Columbus statue on the ground and there were Native Americans dancing and singing around him. And that was just poetic. Um, (laughs) uh, uh, One thing that's really frustrating me is I saw a video from from, uh, Rome, Georgia, where the KKK was protesting and basically saying the KKK won't go away. The police were just standing around. They weren't tear gassing them. They weren't doing anything. They were just letting them, you know, do what they do. And that was kind of infuriating to me because it's like all these protesters, some have lost their lives. Some people have lost their sight or they have been physically injured, emotionally injured, um, or even assaulted by the police. Um, Another thing that's really frustrating me is I feel like the protests are dying. Either they're dying down and people are not going as hard or it's not just it's just not getting as much press as we would like it to um i saw a tweet earlier today that basically was talking about how uh you know that the shot from the protests in philly from like a week ago yeah they They do that all the time i heard yeah they were saying like yo philly we still out here in these streets it's just that the media isn't covering it for for this particular week which i believe um the ratings just might not be as juicy as they once were a week ago but don't take away from the fact that we as people are still out here in these streets. I will say me and Calvin did have the pleasure of going out to the uh, rally out in Greensboro. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I was gonna speak on too. Um, yeah, go ahead, Calvin. It, it, was, it was a great moment to go out in Greensboro and protest. It was hot as hell. Yeah, but, it was. Um, you know, I think that it was good for us to all go out there and stand in solidarity. I saw many, 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 many white people out there. So that made me really happy that they were actually out there and marching with us and standing with us. Um, granted, you know, I, I love to see my black brothers and sisters and they were definitely out there as well. 
So, oh, and we saw Deesh. Deesh was out there. So yeah, it was, yeah. It was, it was a great time. Great time. Yeah, yes. me and Deesh still waiting on our dinner from the first time when we won hey, uh, hey, Battle hey, of the Sexes. Relax, relax, relax. So, yeah, relax. <sighs> y'all, y'all never won, so. Yeah, yeah. We smoked y'all. I have no idea we what smoked y'all. talking about. <laughs> But if you would like to reminisce, you got, guys can go back to Battle of the Sexes Part 1 and 2. Live because we killed y'all both times. Live streaming on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. Uh, I don't recall. <laughs> yeah, I don't recall either. But you can go back Battle of the Sexes episode. Men lie, one. women lie, numbers don't lie. Um, What else do I want to talk about? Yeah, so shout out to that. We were out of the protest. It's beautiful. Like Calvin said, it was hot as hell. Uh, there was something else that I was going to bring up. Oh, I, I, I don't want to gas them up, but just to bring highlight. Listen, guys, I got to give it up to LeBron James, man. I mean, I just, I, let's clap it up for LeBron. I normally don't do that, but I just have to give Yeah, it up. you don't like LeBron. You know I you need to, though, because LeBron <laughs> the fucking go. No, I'm not. I'm not saying <laughs> that. I'm not saying that, but if you don't know, I want, he is just really out here in these streets when it comes to social uh, inequality. Injustice. Injustices. And he's just really putting himself out there on the front lines, and I really respect that from from, from You got kids over there, Nick? No, that's Cal- boy Calvin. That's me. Know. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, boy. You know I ain't got no kids. You know I ain't got no kids. Not yet. Not yet. Relax, relax. <laughs> um, but I think that is currently it right now. Um, as far as you know, last week we didn't really get a chance to touch too much on pop culture related. It was real heavy. Um, has there anything interesting going on that we aren't going to talk about on the podcast? That um, who just dropped some new music? Um, well, I know some like hip hop for the hip hop heads out there. Run the Jewels drop, which is a really dope album. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's. Have y'all hip- been keeping up with Insecure? We have. Uh, at least at least I saw last week. Last week's episode was def- was pretty dope. That yeah. opening scene. That yeah. opening scene. I thought it was. I thought it was a, a dream. One of our flashbacks. I'm, I'm glad it wasn't. It was. Though. It was cheesy. <laughs> mm. <laughs> of course, you would say that. You know what Wait. my prediction is gonna be? Yeah. What? I think that um, since her and Molly, like basically Molly, uh, now. If anybody supports Molly after last week's episode, it's just like, what the hell? But um, one, I think Issa's really going to give up on her relationship with with Molly and just be like, whatever you said, you don't want to be friends, cool beans. I think she's going to move with uh, Lawrence to, to wherever Fran- he gets his job. To, mm-hmm. to, to San Francisco. That might, that might be a dope little play. Now, I will say, hey, I don't know about y'all, but I've always been team Lawrence on this side, gang gang way. And... Uh, that uh, Calvin, in regards to you thinking that the opening scene is was was cheesy or whatever you thought it was, there's a lot of people that believe that opening scene was pretty dope. Have you not lived that lifestyle? No, no, no. I've, I've definitely been there. That's what, <laughs> but that's why I said it was cheesy. Like it was the the prototypical. Oh, you get back with your ex and everything's all gravy for that first week or two. You know everything, yeah. but y'all don't really say. But I think this are? is legit, though. I think they're legit mm, going to be happy. Nah, they've not, had time they, apart. They've had time apart to kind of date around. C- they've Sierra, also had time you know to work lacking? on themselves. You know what they're lacking? The conversation, the simple conversation of what the fuck they are, they have not had yet, which is why this shit's won't work. They started it. They started having it. Nah. Mm. They, they're going to break did. up again. Well, listen, I am excited. Uh, we should uh, do something. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's Thursday. We we'll talk about some um season finale is sunday so i think push to start we've talked about already uh, yeah it yeah is. i know i know uh so listeners this is live on the fly but push to start we'll we'll do something maybe sierra and i or calvin whoever maybe we'll get on ig live after the series finale and talk about it or we'll, we'll do something 
uh, with, the, with the insecurities finale. So shout out to that. Um, we have a hard out. We have a lot of things to get into. So let's just do this. Sierra Danielle, who do you want to gas up? Um, I actually want to gas up all of the protesters. Um, the people nice. that are really out here and these protesting day in, day out. The, the, um, the states that are really going hard, people that are really taking the extra step and actually taking down these statues and pulling down these racist, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, a, they're not memorials, but they're- um, Monuments? Yeah. yeah. Um, stuff like that. Um, I, it's really good to see um, that all of these things are beginning to like take its fall like i feel like everything come it has an end a beginning and an end and i feel like we're really at that space where people are angry enough to really be about that action and i feel like that's what we're seeing um so i just want to really give a shout out to all the people that's been protesting taking shit down being on the front lines and literally risking your life especially if you're black so yeah it's good to see hey um, shout out to all that man I'm guessing up Bay. As if y'all didn't already know, she started her food Instagram. Yes, sir. Um, Cause so she be cooking all the time. I be cooking too, but this one, she, it's just gonna be strictly her. I told her that I was like, "Listen, if you want to do these posts? You can't be having me cook because this is supposed to be all you." But she's gonna be helping people learn different ways to cook healthier meals, as well as um, like vegan and vegetarian options. There still will be like regular stuff on there, like if you wanted some chicken or whatever, but she's gonna try to get it more healthy for everybody. So shout out to her. If y'all wanna follow that on Instagram, it's Itanay's Eats. Or Itanay oh, Eats. Already followed it, brother. Already followed yes, it. Yes, sir. It's, yeah, she followed me back too. So shout out to Itanay Eats. Man. I'm about That's to do that follow. right now. Yeah, shout out to uh, Itanay Eats. Uh, what I wanna do real quick is gas up all the black couples that have been going through this pandemic and all this social protesting because i'm gonna tell y'all right now the black love and the black couples have been holding it down for one another man in this time of crisis because if you was doing this alone oh my gosh i man listen i'm barely struggling to to keep it together just with having somebody but for all those that are in relationships or have somebody, a little boo thing or whatever, that have been going through this pandemic together, that have been going through this time of crisis in America together, kudos to y'all. Uh, Cause you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's not easy out here. Hard out here. Yeah. It's, real, it's real hard out here, man. So I want to gas y'all up, but um, I think it's time for us to go ahead and get in this whip, start the car, push the start. Let's go see her Yeah, ladies first. What up, everybody? It's your girl Sierra Danielle. I was—I I hate that I can't do my intro because oh, you—you uh, you forgot the intro. I'm ready. No, you ready? But it's gonna be yeah. okay. Ooh, ladies first. Yeah. Ladies first. Yeah. Okay. So you're making the pause have, more dramatic. Look, look, we, we got a few more shows when we get live back in studio. I'm telling you, the energy is gonna be crazy. We're gonna get it right back. But the people—the first right. time we come back, we got a drink. Yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent. Gotta drink, take some shots. Yeah. Um, so what up, y'all? Um, this week I really, really, really wanted to talk about Miss B. Simone. Um, <laughs> she has been receiving a lot of flack and backlash for the past couple weeks. It started out with her saying that, you know, she didn't want to protest, she didn't want to, you know, really be out there in these streets and that people shouldn't be acting like that, and da-da-da-da. You know, she's a Christian and she would ask herself, what would Jesus do? 
somebody did have a really nice rebuttal like you want to talk about being a christian but you literally have videos about how you would you know top your man off and that's not very christ-like um wait real quick for the people that have absolutely no clue like zero zero clue who b simone is just a like don't like uh, 120 characters or less okay so b simone is a social media influencer business owner entrepreneur um a lot of people may know her from wildin out she has been on the wildin out team for some time now um her and pretty v um desi banks uh what's the other guy's name that's a part of um uh, is it drewski no he's the one that's like him uh chico bean carlos, and, uh, carlos miller but the other one uh dc young fly dc, DC young, young fly, fly all of them so that's where a lot of people know her. She has a book. She has like lip gloss line. She has a lot of stuff. She's really trying to get in multiple bags. But um, she caught a lot of flack when she talked about how people were protesting and writing and a lot of people did not agree with her. She uh, also caught even more flack when she went to go protest, but was sitting down most of the time. And a lot of people had saw her and were like, you know, she really wasn't protesting. She was just sitting down. It looked like she was just out there just to be out there. Um, and then now she is receiving a lot of flack because of her recent statement when she had an interview with the Nick Cannon about her dating preferences and Nick Cannon asked would she date a man with a five and she said absolutely not. Real quick, Sierra, I want the people to hear that again because you kind of broke it in now. I want people to hear specifically what you just said. Say that last part one more time. So date a man who worked a nine to five job. And her reasoning was like, since she's an entrepreneur, she thinks that entrepreneurs should date entrepreneurs and that it's a better understanding within the relationship, yada, yada, yada. I, who do y'all want to dive in and agree with this? You know, do you think entrepreneurs should date entrepreneurs? Do you think that what you do even matters? That like, shit was if, dumb as hell. It was, it was. Date who you want to date. Why does that matter? Like. You could still be just as successful if you're working a nine to five as you could be an entrepreneur. And nine times out of 10, if you're working a nine to five, you have more of a consistent income than an entrepreneur, to be honest. And a lot so, of times now, people are using their nine to five to fund their entrepreneurship. Right. So I don't really know what the hell she's talking about. For me, I understand the whole, you want to have a, the same thing and have an understanding. That's not guaranteed every single time. You can date somebody that does the exact same thing than you, that you do. And I'm talking from experience. That don't mean diddly squat if nah. y'all do the same <laughs> damn thing. I dated a guy. My ex was into radio stuff and sh shit like that, just like I am. It didn't meet, make a difference. It didn't make was a but, but, yeah, right. Hey, but, wait, wait, you caught that too. You caught that too, Kevin. But listen, I, really, I have been itching and scratching and clawing to get to this. I was unaware that this was going to be the topic of conversation, but if it was, I knew I was going to have a point of view on this. Now, I really want to hear Sierra talk about this because I want to bring up a point because this is a new stance for you. This is not yeah. the previous stance that you had yeah. in the past because yeah. I remember, but that's ultimately where I believe the conversation has shifted. Let's take yeah. it back. It, okay, so before I wanted to date someone who was an entrepreneur, like it was ideal for me to have someone that you know, what was in the, the same thing that I liked, but not for the same reason as B. Simone but, was. See, see, I just wanted somebody. You, you low-key kind of shitted on the number no. five. No, 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 no,
I've never shitted on a nigga for having a nine to five or said I would never date somebody with a nine to five. I think those I actually might have been your no, words. I, I never said I never said I would never date a man that worked a nine to five when I'm working the nine to five and I've dated men that had a nine to five. I said that it doesn't matter if you have a nine to five. I just would like a man with drive that to go for more. Like if you're working at a job and you're at whatever basic level, like if, like if he was for a, example, if, 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 he, if he was a McDonald's manager making fifty thousand dollars a year comfortably, right? Comfortably, if comfortably, you're, and he's it's, it's a difference it. in being comfortable versus being complacent. And I didn't want to date a man with a complacent mindset. That's okay. what I'm saying. All right. Okay. It doesn't bother me wherever you work. If you're having an honest living, that's fine. Entrepreneurship is not for everybody. I just don't want a man who's complacent with what he has. And, and you know what? And, 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 and you know what? And, and that's what completely fine. And that's completely fine. This is what I want to say. Be, but, but B. Simone was completely different. I used to want to date somebody who had my same interests because I felt like it would be nice to have somebody that could possibly understand that. My well, whole sense has changed now. <laughs> yeah, right, right, see, but that, this is what I want. This is what I want the truth to come out with because yeah. that th- I'm I'm appreciative of the fact that you were able to change the stance on it. But you cannot yeah. act like the people that were upset that they were shitting on the nine to five did not feel like the goalpost was being moved because at one point in time when the conversation was this, you know, the shitting of the nine to five and everything when she who shit? Up, oh, okay. So I right. I mean. Right, right, because the goal because the goalpost was moved. Because now it's more so, okay, well, you know what I'm saying? It's her preference, you know, in the video you look at it, she's just talking about the type of men and you know that she would like that. Yeah, of course nobody's gonna say fucking shit about who she wants to fucking date. Like do what you want to do. You could date fucking a homeless man and nobody's gonna care. But when you bring in the conversation about a nine to five, you then bring in the negative connotation that it's the entrepreneur versus the nine to five. And but I put, feel like people are so outraged. When you put the verses in between that, what are they doing? Competing with one, with one another. And I feel like why people are mad. There, but there's a plethora of women out there that shooting on that nine to five from a Oh, absolutely. Right. I saw a video today. I saw a video today that a woman said, if I make more money than you, I'm going to belittle you. Like she literally said that. And see, I feel like a lot of, which is dumb. That's dumb. I've seen, I feel like a lot of people are taking, one, I don't give a damn what B. Simone no, would do. See, that's not see, my business. But, see, but, but what I'm saying is, that's not keeping it doesn't, I don't care what she does. No, that is keeping it a buck. That's not keeping it two Virgils though. Keeping it two Virgils is saying that you know that I had, like, you, you keeping it two Virgils, Sierra, because of the fact that you said, I thought this one way at one point, but I don't now. But you can't act like now. But well, wait a minute, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's say I thought when you're sick, I thought one way. Let's clarify. I've never said that I would never date a man that worked a nine to five. I do not have that same ideology as B. Simone does. The only thing that I said in the past was I would never date a man who's complacent where he is because I'm never going to be complacent where I am. So I need a man that has that same energy. Like you should always want more and be never. I feel like if you're complacent where you are, I feel like everybody should want to grow. Regardless of where it is, what it is, everybody should want to grow. I Wait, just don't that's want to that's putting a very that's that's putting a very negative connotation on complacent. I could if I'm LeBron James, I'm complacent as fuck. I don't ha- where do else do but I But there's to a go? difference in being complacent and content. But but there's listen, but listen, but but listen, Sierra, the only reason why you, you don't say that about LeBron and you say that about the other Joe Schmo is because LeBron has all of these accolades. No, that's not why shit. I say it. Yes, that's it not is. Why I because, say it. No, it's not. Because, it, because, because if LeBron came out, no, 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 if LeBron came out right now and said, hey, I'm complacent with where the fuck I am, you would be like, oh, that's a great thing for LeBron. 
But no, if me and not. Nick said that, yes, you would. I'm no, telling that's you, not. you would. You're Nobody should. I don't care. I'm not contradicting myself because no, I've never said that you should be complacent. So that's not contradicting myself for one. Two, nobody should ever be complacent. I may be content where I am with what I have. There's nothing wrong with being complacent, though. That's what I'm There's saying. There's nothing wrong with being content. Complacency means no, okay. you're just, no, you're no, not no, trying no, to grow. No, 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 you're no, no, not no, trying no, to get better. There is an issue with being like complacent, though. No, it's not. Complacent. No, it's not. No, if Calvin, I've done what I'm supposed to do, then I can different. be complacent. I can, I can be. I know there is a difference, but what I'm saying but, okay, is, there is that, points in time in your life where you can be complacent in doing what you're doing. Okay, and that's fair. Which is that, what I'm saying. You can. Okay, that's okay, not. That's it's not fair. a negative connotation for somebody to say I'm complacent with doing what I'm doing because that shit might make them happy. And, and there's a difference between being content, though. Content and complacent are two completely different things. The, I, and I'm I, not talking about being content. I'm talking about being complacent. Like I can, I I can be totally complacent in doing what I am doing right now in my life. Doesn't mean that I'm content with it, but I am very complacent, which means that I would be able to continue to move on through life at the same level that I am, even if I had to stay here. Now being content would say, Hey, I want to be here and not even think to have to move forward, but there's nothing wrong with being complacent in in areas of your life. The Webster definition of, from the dictionary for content is in a state of peaceful happiness, okay? That's content. And complacent is showing smug or uncritical satisfaction with oneself or one's achievements. Right, I feel like it's okay to be content. That's okay. It's okay to be either one, to be honest. Who, who, who am I to tell you not to be complacent in where you are in life? But, but, see, right? but, but Calvin, see, the issue I have with that is, it's because like, yo, all right, let's take it from a ground level from the three of us. We all want to see this podcast grow, right? Are we compl- right. are we complacent or content with the podcast as it, podcast as it stands We're content right now, right now but we want to grow. Right. So we, but are, so are we complacent in no. that? No, no we're not. We're, we're content with where we're at, at at the moment, right? But we can't do this year five or six from now and still be in the same predicament. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. No, right. but but in turn, but let's say for instance, it, for instance, right now with me with work, mm-hmm. or I'm trying to think of a good uh, analogy. So I am complacent with the way that I eat food. Right. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad thing. I I like what I eat. I, I have what I eat. I'm joyful for what I eat. I, I'm complacent. I don't necessarily have to like evolve. Though. But no, but listen, I don't necessarily have to evolve in order to be content. I'm complacent and content at the same time. I think what you're describing is more so of a contentment, not complacency. Oh, all I'm saying is you can be complacent and it not have a negative connotation for it. Because there, there's plenty of people in the world who are content doing or complacent doing the things that they're doing. And it's not affecting their overall like success. Okay. So but the the thing for me too is that because because the conversation I felt like uh, was this defense mode against people that had nine to fives, right? Where mm-hmm. I, I think I could speak for all the of us. LLC I mean, Twitter and the, the right, black the, 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 the rise and grind Twitter that end up turning into LLC Twitter, right? Yeah, I can, I can understand that point. Like well, well, I don't understand it, but that's the topic of conversation that they had. But to Calvin's point, um, or rather the larger point about women entrepreneurs versus nine to fivers or whatever, that negative connotation started because y'all laughed at men promoting their SoundClouds for years, but y'all want entrepreneurs, 
y'all, you know what I'm saying? But like y'all want an entrepreneurs one thing, but, but but now, but now you want a more established entrepreneur. You see but what, what I'm saying? pisses me off is that a lot of these entrepreneurs started as nine and fivers. So that's that's the issue I have with B Simone because you're literally Nick Cannon's employee. You're not completely self-employed. So technically, but she, but but the only issue I have with that statement is because she she even though she may be not Nick Cannon's employee, she might not have a nine to five, right? Like I could work, I like you know I could work for the biggest company in the world, give or take. Like, but I you could still work, for, work for somebody. Like you right, still have that, a job. You are an employee. You might work, not. I could work for Nike and not have a nine to five. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there are people that work at these bigger, larger corporations that have roles that don't require them to be controlled in the sense of being in a, you know, either a desk setting or a place where you have to be, quote unquote, controlled for that time period. Now, that may work for Mm -hmm. some individuals. Now, Sierra, you said right now at 24, 25, you're 24, 25? 25, I'll be 26 next month. 25, 26. So- at this age right now, you will be content with your significant other, whoever that may be, being or having a nine to five. Right. He does now. have a nine to five. So Boo has a nine to five right now. Mm-hmm. I do too. And so and that's my thing. Like, I cannot judge you because I'm in the same boat. Like I can't say you can't have a nine to five. You gotta be a businessman. You gotta be a business owner, CEO status, which is what she said she wanted. When I'm working a nine to five. I'm on the grind trying to build my entrepreneurship. I'm, I'm an entrepreneur as well, but I'm not at the level of entrepreneurship where I can quit my nine to five. I That's the see- end goal. But for one, I don't understand why she's receiving so much flack for what she said. I can get some disagreement. I can see how it could be misconstrued. I can see how it could be, how, how you can literally apply that well, to the nine because, to five because, versus. Because only, I feel like the backlash is gone and we can kind of go off of this is because I felt like the goalpost was moved based off of y'all original take, because there's a lot of women out here that are now saying, speaking against what B. Simone is saying when a year, two years ago, y'all was all on that same wave. You feel what I'm saying? That's what y'all I'm, were saying that the y'all? nine to five wasn't, no, y'all were saying the nine to five wasn't good enough for, for them achieving their dreams, which it is. Mm-hmm. Who's who is y'all? I mean, it may it may not Sierra, it may not have been you, <laughs> right? Don't <laughs> but, include me in that. No, no, but I will say I say y'all as in women overall. Like the, the, that that Twitter that narrative. Was the consensus, why, yes. The, the, the consensus was that that was not the cool thing, but now that B Simone is said it and everybody wants, it, and it's not cool. It's unpopular to go with B Simone's point right now. I think that's why it's it's kind of like the black move the Black Lives Matter movement right now. Now it's Black Lives Marketing at this particular moment in time yeah. because because it sounds good. You if you come out as a company and say something against the Black Lives Matter, you literally just committed suicide in your own right. You really so, did, right? You know what I'm saying. And so for a woman or for really anybody to go with B Simone's point would be you know. Co- not so, I mean, who gives a fuck really? But I'm just saying in the light of the conversation, people would more so disagree with you more so than agree with you. But I don't want to take the final topic. I really don't care about who B. Simone dates. She could date Joe Schmo off the streets. Uh, Calvin, your final thoughts? The nigga checking out. He, he walking out of the store. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. I, yeah, it's, it's about to get a little loud. But what I was going to say was my final thoughts is I think that B. Simone was wrong. I think she understands she's wrong, but she's not going to admit it. She's going to have to die on that hill. And um, I think that for, for all the women or men that are out here listening to the podcast, 
I think that you should think about this when you're talking about the people that you're in relationships with. Nobody, when you get in a relationship, is 100% ready to be um, 100% ready in life, right? Mm -hmm. So if you go in expecting somebody to be 100% ready, you've already failed in the relationship, in my Mm -hmm. personal opinion. So Mm -hmm. give it time. Niggas need time to grow. Women need time to grow. And nothing happens overnight. So, like, if you if you going into a relationship thinking, oh, this nigga got to be a CEO, he got to be making millions, you probably already lost. Yeah, and I mean, and granted, there are women out there, I will say this, for the women's defense, there are women out there that just say, hey, listen, I don't, I, listen, I want to date a ball player. I want to date a CEO. I want to, and, and listen, they have every right, and that's okay. I'm not here to tell who you can and cannot date. I don't give a fuck. I'm just here to have a conversation that you can't shit on the nine to five versus the entrepreneurs and the whole battle in that conversation. So, uh, Sierra, did you want to say anything else before we move? No, I just feel like, you know, your preference is your preference, but if they are understanding and if it's a level of understanding that you want, you can get that with where they work means nothing. What they do for a living means nothing. If, if, cause you can meet somebody that's a CEO entrepreneur and they still not understand you. They still not right for you. They still not, you know, your match. So don't completely dismiss somebody by, you know, because they don't, they're not an entrepreneur and they have a good nine to five. Cause if they got a good nine to five and good business, good, good benefits and he treats you good and try to understand what you do as a living. Why would you dismiss him just cause he's not an entrepreneur? Yeah. That's dumb. Shout out to that, man. We do that every single week here on the Push and Start Podcast, man. Now, we are in the gracious, uh, we're in rare air right now because for the first time ever, Calvin Phillips is going to be giving us a road rage via him being in his car. I think this is this is the first time. In the car. In the car. This is the very first time. This is breaking. Um, this is the, you know, I don't know. This is unprecedented to Push to Start. But, uh, famous it might have been good that I went to the grocery store then. <laughs> it might, yeah, it might have been good. Calvin Phillips, man, uh, Road Rage, what's up? What's good, what's good, people? Um, this week, I had a lot of things going on in my mind. A lot of things were happening on Twitter, Instagram, all that. You know, just the, the media in general has been kind of crazy. Um, but what I wanted to speak on was actually insecure. Mm. Um, and... <laughs> And I wanted to make it kind of a funny conversation because I, I feel like we've all done it. And that's what exactly what Molly did. Molly accidentally sent the wrong text message to Issa. So spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it yet. Spoiler, spoiler, she, spoiler, spoiler. She was spoiler. in the same room as Molly. I mean, as uh, Issa and accidentally sent the wrong text message to her yeah. um, in regards to her. So yeah. like, it, it's one thing to send the wrong text message to somebody and it just like, it doesn't pertain to them. But it's just as bad as like when you screenshot somebody's text and you send it right back to them and not send it to the person you was trying to send it to. Um, But what I wanted to ask y'all was first, one, have you ever done it? Have you ever sent somebody a text message that was Mm -hmm. about them to them on accident? And two, in in a situation where Molly sent that message to Issa, um, do you think that from what had happened um, with the conversation they had, do you think that it could have went a different way if, if it had a different connotation behind what Molly said? Because what Molly said was, she said, yeah. see, I'm trying to be nice with her or cool. Like I'm, I'm trying, trying to with her. her. 
yeah, I'm trying okay. with her, right? Yeah, yeah. If she would have texted Buddy like, "Oh, Issa ass fat," right? Also, she would have just turned, she would have responded to me like and, and accidentally sent that to Issa. Issa just would have been like, "Oh, girl, it's all right. Like, I'm I'm trying, but you know what I'm saying." But that you know that so of course if it had a different connotation, it, it, it would be. It will be different. I feel feel like it's frustrating because Issa's really been trying with Molly. Like, she made the first move, and she called her, reached out, even though I don't feel like she should have. I feel like Molly should have done that. I feel like when she went into the brunch date, she had a lot of hopes, and she was trying to break the ice, and she was, you know, trying to be... She was bullshitting. Don't don't beat around the bush. She was bullshitting with I'm Molly. I'm not beating around the bush, but Molly was also bullshitting with her too. Molly wanted her to bring up the whole conversation on herself. She even said Issa, that with Issa brought her to the brunch. But both of them were involved. So why does Issa hold all of the responsibility for what happened when it, Molly was listen, the one that started the shit at her event? I would have more. Molly didn't have, even have the have more, to apologize. I would have more stake into what you were saying if Issa didn't invite Molly to a brunch. Issa invited Molly to a conversation, which means that you're inviting her to have the conversation that you want to be had. If you don't bring it up, that's on fucking you. I, if it's Nick, not if on Nick you. Calls, it, yeah, no, listen, if Nick calls me and says, Cal, I need you to come over to this, uh, to Smith Street's Diner. I want to talk something out with you. I, you know, I want to link up with you. Then I fully expect for whatever the conversation that Nick had in his mind before I got there, he needs to bring that shit up. I'm not about to bullshit and act like, Oh, that I need to bring it up when you invited me into your space. I, I can agree and disagree with that because one, I feel like me, it, not Molly, Issa took a big step by even reaching out to Molly in the first place because obviously, if she, she wouldn't deserve, did that, did they de- still. Did she deserve a cookie for that one? Yes. She okay. deserves some form of kudos because okay. Molly is always Fuck no. Yes, she does because Fuck Molly no. because Molly asking, is no because Molly is always downplaying Issa like she's such this messy, messy ain't shit person. When Molly is in fact way more mature, I mean Issa is way more mature than Molly is when it comes to shit like that because she's not gonna be the petty when it's just like oh well whatever. Like Issa is really trying to make efforts to rebuild their relationship. But Molly, you're talking to your therapist about how you miss your best friend, but still you're not trying to do the work of the relationship to repair it. And her therapist even brought that up in their session. So if you're saying all of this stuff, but when you're face to face with your so-called best friend and you're just not doing anything, then what the fuck are you complaining about how you miss your best friend for when you're not putting in the work at all? All right, all right, all right. When you get the conversation, when you get that... When you get that text and you're just like, I'm trying with her. Issa was already upset because she felt like she hadn't been trying anyway because Molly didn't reach out to her. She didn't text her, nothing like that since the event happened. So when she got that text message by accident, I could understand why Issa was pissed off because she was like, I'm trying. Like, I can't do the work of the relationship by myself. And she's obviously trying way more than Molly is because every chance Molly gets, she talking shit about Issa. She was talking about it when they was on, at Mexi- in Mexico. She was talking about it before they went to Mexico. You got your mouth, your Issa all in your mouth, but you're not doing any efforts to make the relationship right. But that's quote unquote your best friend. So I can understand why Issa was upset with Molly. So I want to say this. First of all, I love this. Sierra, I love, love, love everything you had to say just now. All right. I disagree with some points, but I love the, I love the energy that you bring into the pod right now. I love it. I want to say this right now. To Calvin's original point, have I ever sent a text message uh, accidentally to the wrong person about who I was talking about? I can actually say I have not done that. 
And I would I would actually be petrified because you know where I would do that? See, Molly did that to a friend. I would be the dumbass. I've done that. that with a nigga. I would, I I, I, I would be the dumbass. I didn't screenshot the nigga messages to me, and I was gonna drop it in the chat like, "Y'all, look at the, this bullshit." And I, I sent it right back to that nigga, and I was just like, "Oh." I will be the dumbass to accidentally screenshot some shit and send that to a girl that I was talking. You know what I'm saying? I would be the dumb shit. Like now, I have been on the receiving end of that, where I was in a group chat once upon a time. I won't say names or none or nothing like that, but it was a it was. I'm not gonna say family friendly, but it was a friend. It was a friends group chat. It was about five of us, right? And there was a couple in the group chat that I was in. And why did the girl send a picture of her ass in the group in the group chat? It's that she meant to send to that she meant to send to her boyfriend. Now look, man. I hey, listen. I I deleted it immediately. I don't want to see none of that. But I have been on the receiving end of that just to bring some comedic humor to the situation. Now, the bigger point. Uh, we're having a conversation about Issa and Molly. Which line do I? Uh, you know, whose side do I fall on right now? Uh, I personally don't believe Issa handled receiving the text message that well. To keep it hot. Uh, I think that in that moment, you could have had the opportunity to just say, you know, you could have played that off so much cooler than what she did. She was just like, she got the text. She said, yo, I'm out. It's time to, yo, let's rock and roll. Like, you could have had a smooth transition. You could have you could have ignored it at the time. Like, there, there were so many other opportunities for you to do than right then and there. Now, if you're a firm proponent of, Right now, right time, it's time to go anywhere. I can get it. This at the third call. If you believe in that, you know, mantra, albeit. But I'ma just say that I think Issa could have handled being at the house, receiving it right then and there in a different way. I feel like she handled it well. Like if she was upset, I handled like it people, well. Yes. If you're upset, why would you stay around the person that you're upset with? Okay, no, no, okay. <laughs> wait, wait, no, no. I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Like, like, like if you're at Calvin's house, Calvin or somebody there says some shit that pisses you off, you're not gonna stay there and ruin the vibe of that house. You're going to excuse yourself. It, it, and see, but the it, and see, it depends. It, it it really depends on my setting. In that setting, I in that setting. In the setting of Molly and Issa, it's potential for me to be like, I might text her back. I might like, I might act like, like uh, the guys don't got to know, you know what I'm saying? Let me just send her back like, yo, what's this about type of thing? And That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like she like, did. <laughs> she said, I don't think this was meant for me. And she left, but y'all got to look at the bigger picture. Y'all got to look at the bigger picture. This has been a buildup. This has been a buildup. But see here, but see here, see here, let me, let me. At, hold on. Even, even at. <laughs> the the thing one she wasn't even gonna stay remember when they asked her to say she wasn't gonna stay because she didn't think that the brunch went well because she felt like she was forcing it like it was forced so she wasn't gonna stay originally and molly was just like oh no stay we got food da, da, da. andrew said stay and molly was just like oh i mean yeah y'all could stay so Issa was trying to she's been trying to break the ice obviously it's awkward obviously there's tension she's been trying to break the ice with the brunch she's been trying to like warm stuff up with the games and the drinking stuff that she was playing trying to bring back old memories to rekindle some type of friendship fire that's what she was doing the whole night so for her to say oh I'm trying with her it's just like another smack in the face for her so if I was in her shoes and my friend pissed me off and I'm like okay I've been trying for a while 
obviously it bothers me that we're not friends and I've been hurting that the fact that we haven't been speaking and you've been, really been showing me that you really don't care because you haven't reached out and it doesn't feel like you're trying. So for you to say, oh, it's try I'm trying with her, that's like, well, damn, I didn't know it was that hard since I'm apparently your best friend. So I'm not going to stay around you if I'm upset with you. We we've got we've okay. got we we've got two more minutes. We've got two more minutes on this topic. I? Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna let you close. Yeah, I'm gonna let you so, respond. So okay. First off, if Issa wanted to break the ice, she should have said what she had to say when she first had got around Molly at the fucking brunch. That's point blank period. But you for can't me. do that every for, time. Hey, can I go? For me, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Secondly, to go to Tune's point, there was definitely ways that she could have addressed the situation better. Granted, I like the fact that she did text Molly and say, hey, I don't think this was meant for me. However, I think that she could have at least waited for a rebuttal or to have a better conversation with her as opposed to just storming out. Because at that point in time, you're kind of, I mean, you're just playing, acting like a little fucking kid. Like, you're the one who is infringing um, on Molly's, like, area or like, what's, what's it called? No, her, Molly invited her, her there. No, 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 look, look, hear me out. <laughs> Andrew, or what's his name? Is it Drew? Andrew? Andrew, yeah. Andrew suggested that they stay over because they had enough food. Issa even said, yeah, I'm not really hungry. And, she, and uh, Nathan was like, girl, what you talking about? I'm hungry as hell. And she only did it because it started to get awkward of how she was trying to decline the meal. So secondly... Get the fuck out of her fucking area, okay? This ain't your fucking area. Let me let me let me run for a second. And then lastly, lastly is this. Y'all know y'all was on bad terms anyway. Why continue to not have the conversation and then put yourself in a situation where you're going to be in front of her and still not have that fucking conversation? I just feel like I feel like they're both just very toxic ass friends, like I said before. And I think they both have to own the shit that they're shitty friends. But the second time, the second time she didn't even know, her and Nathan didn't even know they were going to be there. They even said that, like, hey, oh, we didn't know that y'all was going to be here when we came to pick this stuff up. Da, 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 well, and well, she could have she definitely stayed with, hey, I'm not going to stay here and just let that shit rock. She did. And then Molly was like, oh, well, no, I mean, it's cool. Y'all yeah, y'all can join us for dinner. The whole thing is Molly's not saying that she doesn't want to be around her because obviously she doesn't. Issa, you know, she's, I, if I was Issa, I'd be tired of trying too. And I wouldn't go, I'm not going to stay around somebody if obviously you really have been making me feel like you don't want me around. So I, I applaud Issa for leaving because I'm not going to sit there and be upset and stay and be around y'all and ruin the vibe. I'm going to leave. Issa really ain't trying hard to do shit, to be honest. Molly ain't Shout she's, out. Shout she's bullshitting. Shout out to the And Molly ain't promo. doing nothing. Shout out to the free promo. Insecure HBO is getting on this damn here podcast. Issa Rae, you owe push to start a bag because we've been talking about your ass all season. But I will say that is a kudos to you because you have done an amazing job in season four. We all talked about how lackluster season three was. Season four, you turned up. You turned up. And I can't wait for the season finale like we talked about at the beginning. Uh, push to start. We'll get in the text messages. We'll try to figure out something cool to do with y'all as the uh, viewers and the listeners, but we appreciate that. Molly, Issa, it was spicy, man. Um, guys, um, we got a hard out. I have one last topic. Hashtag talk about it to talk to you beautiful people. Wait, Calvin, do I still have you? Yeah, okay. You still good. All right, bet, bet, yeah, bet. Yeah, I'm here. 
Hashtag talk about it. So a uh, conversation that has happened on social media today. There was a viral video clip that went viral earlier today uh, of Marlon Wayans and Terrence J, uh, a.k.a. Terrence 106, a.k.a. Uh, Mr. a t a.k.a. all of that. So within the conversation, uh, they were having a back and forth. And I believe Terrence's point of view was coming from the fact that he was self-made, you know, that didn't necessarily come from nothing uh, and made it to where he's at now versus Marlon Waynes, who, if you're not familiar with, a part of the Waynes brothers, Keenan, uh, Keenan, uh, what, what are the other ones, guys, I'm missing? Keenan, uh, Marlon. You got Keenan, Marlon. Marlon. There's a lot of uh, them. This, yeah, they have Damon, 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 yeah, Damon, Damon. Because yeah, they have Damon. they have sisters sister. too. Yeah, yeah, but the uh, one of the oldest sister from back in the day, she passed away like back in the nineties. Hold um, on, I'm about to look up the names. Wayne's family. So it's a whole bunch of them. Yeah. So while Sierra's got you know those names, and we'll talk about them a little bit later. But long story short, the conversation has centered around the idea of having your family who is significantly potentially in the black community well off right, who has guided you and put you in positions of success versus you may not have come from such an affluent background and kind of had to, quote unquote, go through the struggle in order to get your success. Um, do you think that it is okay for someone who has been built up in successfully from their family? Uh, or, or do you believe that there's beauty in the struggle? Uh, or do you think they coexist? Uh, do y'all even think that there's a conversation to be had? Absolutely. I feel like a lot of, um, I've heard stories of a lot of black people who like who don't think it's okay for your, fam for your family to take care of you that have that, get it out the mud. I can do battle by myself. You got, sometimes you got to be by your own self, that, that type of mentality. My best friend, Tyler, her parents made sure she was well off and she didn't have to struggle. Her grandma paid for her college. So she wouldn't have student loans and wouldn't graduate with student loans. I feel like there's nothing wrong with that. I feel like as, as a parent, you should want to make sure that you're doing whatever you can do to make sure that your kids have some finan financial you know, standing, that they're not just screwing themselves when they graduate college or when they leave high school and get all in the world. Like, we're not going to just graduate and just, you know, be successful or graduate and just have all of this, you know, I feel like you should have a support system. It's not wrong for your family to support you. It's not wrong for your family to want you to have a head start. I feel like when we do that, we create, um, I've seen, I've seen black families who who really create a generational wealth for their family because it's like, I want to make sure my kids are able to, you know, take care of themselves. So they're not having to do things like draw a whole bunch of credit or take out a whole bunch of loans. Like you're already graduating with student debt. Let me help alleviate that. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Like, it's okay. There's gonna, there's no way around it. You're going to have some times where you have to get it out the mud and get through it yourself. But it makes life easier when you have support from your family, too. I feel like that should be normalized within the Black community. Not like, oh, you 18, you grown, bye. Like, I don't, I, I think that we should want to support our kids and have that normalized. Famous? Um, I think it's... It's a tough experience, in my opinion, for a black person to have somewhat of a privilege, not white privilege, you know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong. It's not white privilege, but having a privilege over other black people and other black people 
that are the majority that don't have it, look at them sideways. Because I knew people growing up too, like I had friends who were well off than me, you know what I'm saying? Who didn't have to worry about school and had like brand new cars going out, going into college or going into high school and shit like that. It was different for me who had to start working at 14. But one thing I've always said is you can't judge a person based off of their parents. You really can't because who am I to tell like anybody, like who am I to tell Randall and his mom and dad, like, damn, Randall, I can't fuck with you because your mom and dad did so well in life. Like that doesn't make any sense. They have no control over that. You know what I'm saying? The, the most control they have is realizing where they are as a, as a person who is better off and acknowledging that, you know, some people try to shy away from and try to act all hood or try to act like they're not where they're from. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the part that gets me. I don't, don't act like you're something else just so you can fit in with people who have less than you, like still be yourself, still own the fact that you have a, a you know, a better upbringing in a sense, or maybe not better upbringing, but you might be wealthier in certain areas, a stabler environment than other people, but it doesn't take away from your personality. You know what I'm saying? Like you can still be yourself, but don't try to fake the funk. Cause I feel like that's what a lot of people do. Um, Mm -hmm. They always talk about like the, the, the ratchet, the ratchet suburb kids. Like you grew up in the suburbs, but you be trying to act like you all hood and shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Uh, I can speak to having parents that kind of put me in a position to where uh, it's similar to your friend Tyler, uh, Sierra, where they were, you know, for most extent for a black family, pretty well off within the community. Right. And so how I felt my upbringing was as far as trying to having to relate, you have this dichotomy of me being like all my friends were well, I'd say a majority of my friends, my black friends, were somewhat, I guess, not as privileged as myself as far as where my parents were in life. But the flip side of that was I was seeing, based off of who my parents were around in the neighborhoods that I was in, seeing the other other side of that next level of wealth, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's a difference between, like, that middle class and, you know, doing okay for yourself versus you seeing some of your white counterparts who are out here and like, like it's you walk into their house and it's different, right? Mm-hmm. Like you feel it like, like, yeah, there may be a, a, a slight notch up from, you know, my upbringing versus like, you know, my best friend, but you know, it's not too far off that much. Like we're pretty much in the same, uh, it, we're, we're living somewhat of a similar experience to some mm-hmm. degree. It's not identical. We don't have like, you know, the the exact same plights but it's fairly identical so i think the benefit that i had for me was being able to see the other side and being able to connect more so saying that like i am more in tune with my blackness quote unquote or not necessarily leaning on my parents because i understand i'm not the other guys like i know i'm not that i know i lean more to the fact that as a young you know man coming up in high school and you know, having some of the friends that I did and, and, and just be and knowing who they were to myself and not having to like, I never felt that I needed to. I felt like I never needed to do anything or prove anything because I felt like oh, those were my guys, regardless. Like if y'all come over to the crib, come over to the crib, I go over there like it was just it was just kind of nothing. So that whole like you said, Sierra, get it from the mud mentality. I, I it's it, we appreciate it when we see it. 
right? Because it's not like it's hard, it's not like it's uh easy to do, right? When you see somebody pull themselves up from the bootstraps and get it from nothing, like that's not easy to do. But to Calvin's point, you can't discredit someone that may be privileged that also the struggles that they may go through. Cause it's almost the equivalent of saying, like, all right, well, you know, we look at these athletes and these entertainers and celebrities that have all this money, but do they not have the right to complain about something just because they got all this money? Nah, mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just because I, I drive a Lamborghini don't mean that if somebody, like, you know, side swipe my Lamborghini and I could just go buy a new one, don't mean I can't be, <laughs> you know, don't, don't mean I can't be upset about living in my fucking Lamborghini. You know what I'm saying? So I, I would say it, it's a much different struggle. Everybody has different struggles, especially uh, within the black community. But I don't think one shits on each other over the uh, over the next. And and one thing I was going to say to to your point, I think that as black people specifically, we really shit on each other for no fucking reason. Like, mm-hmm. and and that might be part of the systematic oppression. And going back to the podcast that we had last week, yeah. it could be the fact that you know our white white counterparts are pretty much, in a sense, they all are looked at as equals. They might say, oh, you might be white trash or like, you know, trailer park trash or whatever, but at the end of the day, they still got a certain privilege over black people. And for us, we look at it as, oh, if a black person got money, they're pretty much white, quote unquote, which shouldn't be the case. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah, it's it's just... Yeah. 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 Yeah, so... Uh, I would like to go much deeper into this topic, but we'll continue this conversation on, um, we got to get a new Twitter. We'll get that popping. Uh, we need an intern. We need a whole bunch of shit. Uh, but anyway, uh, Sierra Danielle, what do you have planned, uh, for this upcoming weekend? Uh, work, brand work, trying to relax. Nothing really yeah. to, I'm cooling it to my birthday. I'm acting a fool that okay. weekend, but Okay. Yeah. Famous man, what you got planned for the weekend? Um, we got a uh, a taste testing um, okay. coming up, so we're okay. planning for that. We had a um a, a dessert tasting for the wedding. Oh, it was no. dope. We got this no. cupcake spot out of um, Wahlberg, North Carolina. It's weird. Wahlberg. It's it's like it's like Winston, but it's not Winston. Did y'all have but to go there? Yeah, we went oh. there. The um. Like, even if you're not going to have a whole wedding, like, I would definitely go there because they got some yeah. bomb-ass cupcakes. But paid, like, $25, and they were able, we were able to test out all the cupcakes we wanted. It was really oh, good. Nice. That's dope. That's dope. For those that don't know, my man Calvin is getting married soon, man. Uh, next year. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's coming. Uh, this upcoming weekend, shout-out to Mama T. Uh, it is my old lady mama's birthday, uh, or it was this past Tuesday, so let's clap it up for Mama T. Uh, we will we'll just have a slight little cookout nothing too much she's really a stickler about corona so you know we ain't really gonna be turned up too much but uh we'll just go hang out with that i have not had the ability to put up my solar lights yet so i'm gonna try i've been busy so i'm gonna try to work on that this weekend so you got solar lights yeah I got he said lights. that he said that last time Cal. yeah <laughs> I love y'all. I appreciate everybody that uh, listens to the podcast. Stay black, stay proud, stay vigilant. We love y'all. Peace. Peace. Peace.